What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode here with Vintage Dow. I'm Alex at my thrift deal on Instagram. I'm joined here with Muhammad at Secondhand Scoops on Instagram. And we're part of the Vintage Dow. If you ever want to find out more about Vintage Dow, check us out on Instagram, check us out on Twitter, join the Discord. We're at Vintage Dow on all of our socials. But yeah, man, we're here today to talk to you guys a little bit about some of the popular apps on crypto. Really the how crypto. Like, cool, I learned about it in the last episode. I'm excited about it. But like, now what? Well, what do I do? Where do I go to do it? How do I do all these things? And I'm going to turn it to you. Tell the people what's up. Hey, thank you. Thank you so much, Alex. Shout out to Alex, man. Make sure y'all go follow him at My Thrift Deal. Tap in Vintage Dow everywhere, everywhere. Um, and it's so real because you're like, okay, so I know what crypto is. I know why people are using it. I may be starting to begin to figure out why I'm doing it. Um, and you're like, but how? How do we do it? Well, super duper simple. Uh, I'll break it down by starting with a couple of popular uh, apps and applications that you'll need to know about if you want to get into crypto. So first things first, if you want to get started, you got to buy crypto. I know, I know. It's crazy. Like, where do I buy crypto? Super simple. There's a lot of different apps, but the one we're going to focus on today is Coinbase. Coinbase is uh, basically where you go to convert cash to crypto, crypto to cash, crypto to other crypto. Um, and this is the app where you can buy most cryptocurrencies. Uh, it's super duper important to start with Coinbase because, because it can get overwhelming. As someone who's just beginning my journey in crypto, like it was super duper overwhelming just hearing all these things the first time I heard it. And uh, just sitting with the understanding that I know I don't fully understand yet, but I know that I'm going to need to know about this thing called Coinbase was the biggest thing that helped me now be able to navigate Coinbase with a little bit more confidence. You know what I'm saying? And so first step is buy. Buy your uh, crypto through Coinbase. And Alex, anything you'd like to add in on Coinbase? Yeah, Coinbase is, is super simple. It's the place where, like you said, you convert cash to crypto. And on the other side of that, you convert crypto back to cash. This is basically the hub for all of the things that you do in crypto and the exit point when you want to get out of crypto. You know what I'm saying? It's the entrance and it's the exit, Coinbase. <laughs> so now that you've bought your first crypto on Coinbase, um, you'll need a place to store it. So the next thing you'll need to do, the second thing you'll need to do is create a MetaMask. And a MetaMask acts kind of, it, it is, it is your um, wallet plus like your social media, I would say. Uh, and, and I'll explain why. So it's your wallet because that's where you store your crypto. Creating a MetaMask account is where your crypto will go. That's where you'll store your ETH, your USDC, whatever type of crypto you have. That's where it will live um, uh, before you use it wherever you are using it. Uh, but additionally, for most Web3 spaces, for most Web3 websites, the MetaMask acts as your login in the same way uh, your Facebook login gets you into Facebook, MetaMask, and connecting your wallet to whatever site you're on that utilizes uh, Web3 technologies. Uh, it, it, is, it lets you know who you are. Your MetaMask is also tied in to your identity, should you want it to be tied into your identity or not tied into your identity. Um, but the second thing is to know how to store your crypto or where to store your crypto by creating a MetaMask. Alex, anything you'd like to add on MetaMask? Only one thing I would add for MetaMask is that you have to be on Google Chrome to do it on the computer. Um, I didn't even really know that. Important. I didn't yeah. even know that. 
There you go. There you go. You this there's a mobile app for MetaMask, and I believe you can buy it. You can you can't buy, but you can like send on mobile. Personally, I don't trust the security of my phone. Um, I whenever I want to do crypto stuff, I want to be on Wi-Fi, a secure Wi-Fi network, and ideally on my computer just for the processing power behind it. So MetaMask has the Chrome extension. Download that. It's super easy to use. And like Muhammad said, it's kind of like your bank account plus your identity, more or less. And you log into every Web3 application with it. MetaMask is what makes a Web3 application a Web3 because it's basically being able to communicate with your wallet, see all of your transaction history, see how many times you've used the application in the past and whatnot. It's really cool. It's Imagine if you had all these different payment apps and all these different social media apps, and they're basically all one app. That's That's MetaMask. Straight up. And your MetaMask, once you've created it, there'll be a code, there'll be a, a, a code, like a sequence of codes and numbers that is associated with your MetaMask. So if people want to uh, send crypto to you, uh, you'd have to send them that exact MetaMask uh, address, I should say. Um, however, uh, the third thing, well, which slides us into the third thing, uh, which is your ENS. So your ENS, I actually don't know what ENS actually stand stands for. Let me first and foremost tap in with Alex. Alex, what does ENS stand for? So ENS, it stands for Ethereum Naming Service. So it's kind of like, they basically are like GoDaddy, uh, but for crypto. There you go. Good to know. And like Alex said, your ENS uh, is your domain name. So instead of sending... If someone was like, yo, uh, I'd like to pay you in crypto, uh, what's your uh, what's your MetaMask address? Instead of sending them this gigantic line of words and number code address, um, by getting your own ENS, by getting your own domain, uh, mine, for example, is secondhandscoops.eth, uh, I'm able to just tell people to send whatever they want to send to secondhandscoops.eth. And while this seems super duper minor, um, I'm learning that it's very important that you do this process if you are able, uh, because it kind of just like cuts off the possibility of you like accidentally type typing in the wrong code or someone saying they accidentally typed in the wrong code. It's like, oh, instead of a one, it was an I or instead of an I, it was an L, you know? So an ENS makes it indisputably that uh, that they'll know that, oh, I am sending it to secondhandscoops.eth. I'm sending it to mythriftdeal.eth. Or whoever, and that's an and that's as far as I know about ENS. Uh, Alex, anything you'd like to add on ENSs? Uh, anything beyond the fact that I've bought way too many of them already? No, but I think I think they're really cool. They are technically an NFT, so even though you own it and you can tie it to your wallet, you can untie it to your wallet and sell it to somebody else. So there's a lot of really brandable ENS domains right now. It's a good marketplace for them. I uh, definitely have a couple myself. But similar to how people buy and sell .com domain names, ENS domains, they're an NFT. At the end of the day, it's a smart contract that represents something. And it's really cool. You know, like Muhammad said, I have mythriftdeal.eth. Send all your tips to mythriftdeal.eth and secondhandscoops.eth. No, it's, it's just, it's not, a, it's not a requirement, but it's a necessity, I would say. Like you can still transact in crypto. Just to be clear, you do not need to do this 100%, but it will make your life exponentially easier. It's really, you're not going to remember the 40 character long MetaMask address. I have no idea what mine is. I know the last three numbers of it. <laughs> That's it. So it's so much easier to just tell somebody when I want to accept crypto, 
hey, just pay me at mythriftdeal.eth. And it's as easy as that. You purchase the ENS domains with Ethereum. So you would need to have purchased some Ether on Coinbase prior and send that to your MetaMask. You can't just purchase an ENS domain name with cash. That's an important thing to know. So again, everything that happens on the Ethereum network, you have to use Ether to do so. Straight up. And so get your ENS, ENS names, ENS domains, I should say. The fourth thing that you'll need to learn. So we've learned how to buy our crypto, how to store our crypto. Um, and we've learned how to uh, brand our crypto wallet, I guess we should say. And the fourth thing is how to exchange your crypto uh, through an app called Uniswap. So Uniswap is where you can buy every single crypto on the Ethereum network. So any crypto that is in the Ethereum network, and remember, Ethereum is the network, not a single currency. Uh, Ethereum is uh, fueled by ETH, um, but the Ethereum network has so many different cryptos. And on Uniswap, you can buy, uh, and or excuse me, not buy, you can exchange one crypto for another crypto. Uh, and that's all I know about Uniswap, honestly, actually. Like, that's actually all I know about Uniswap. And I think there's a place where you can invest too, but let me know if I'm wrong, Alex. Um, uh, yeah, it's not so... It, you could... It depends how you define invest. Um, it is it is the exchange for all cryptocurrencies on Ethereum network. One really important distinction, like the major distinction between Uniswap and Coinbase is that Uniswap is 100% decentralized. So it was the first decentralized exchange for Ethereum. Whereas on Coinbase, Coinbase is a, a, pub, a privately owned company. They're now publicly traded on the stock market. So they're not actually privately owned anymore now that they're on the stock market, but they have their own set of agenda items. They have their own controls. They choose, this is important. They choose which coins are allowed to be exchanged on their app. And that by its, what it is, makes it not decentralized. Whereas on Uniswap, every single coin that's made on Ethereum can be transacted on Uniswap. You know, you do have to be careful. That does mean that there could be a malicious token or a scam token, someone that says that this is what their token is going to do and it doesn't really do much. So proceed with caution to a certain extent and Uniswap will actually prompt you on the website if you're going to transact with a coin that is not one of the popular coins. It gives you a pop-up like, hey, you know, we haven't really fully verified this. Please proceed at your own caution. That's just for newer coins. I've bought coins I'm totally comfortable with that give me that pop-up. But again, just know what you're buying. Do your own research. But Uniswap being fully decentralized is a major shift because it allows for anybody to put their own currency onto the Ethereum network. So let's see. We talked about, like Mohammed said, Coinbase, where you buy it, MetaMask, where you store it, ENS, how you brand your wallet, Uniswap, where you exchange it. We'll move into a little bit more of the, I don't want to say advanced, but a little bit more of the, now the fun happens. <laughs> like, you know, what, what else can I do Put your seatbelts on, on y'all. Put your seatbelts on. Get, get buckled up. So for me, I think, I think what's cool to learn first is just like portfolio management of it. Or like, I need a place to see where are all the cryptos that I own. Technically on MetaMask, if you look at the assets on there, it kind of shows you them and you have to add them if they're a new one. Like the, the user interface is, is poor for lack of a better word. It's, it's not very intuitive. It's not user-friendly. It's definitely not sexy. So I want to talk about my favorite sexy portfolio management app, <laughs> and that is called Zapper. So zapper.fi is the website. 
it's literally as easy as you just type in your ENS name on there or copy and paste your MetaMask wallet. They both link to the same thing and search it. So if I searched right now, mythriftdeal.eth on, on Zapper, that would show me all the things in my portfolio. It's really cool because you can toggle between a USD, so the dollar denomination, or another crypto denomination. So instead of seeing like, oh, I have $5,000 in this one token, I can say I want it denominated in ETH. And it'll show me, oh, you have 1.8 ETH in this token. And so one important concept is mentally, and I don't want to talk too much about this today, but denominating your portfolio in ETH is the, is crucial in order to grow your balance of Ether. Because if you price it in US dollars and Ether goes up in value, those US dollars are not worth what however much Ether they used to be worth. So it's an important nugget. We can almost make a video on it another day. But Zapper is the place where you can view and see a lot of the different coins on there. Moving on from Zapper, this is where the fun really begins, in my opinion, is OpenSea. OpenSea is the number one marketplace to exchange all types of NFTs, whether that's a JPEG, whether that's a soundbite, a sound file, whether it's an ENS domain, all the NFTs can be exchanged on OpenSea. And it's really cool. Again, because we're on the blockchain, there is a ledger, there is a transaction history of every single NFT that's been traded on there, how many times that NFT has been traded. And also it's a great tool to make sure you're buying the right NFT. Somebody might tell you, hey, I have this NFT, you want to buy it? And if they don't want you to transact through OpenSea and you can't see the code and match the code up to the actual NFT contract, then you know it's a scam. And that's that's crucial. You know, if, you, if I'm going to the, the flea market and they have an old painting and they're telling me it's from this artist, I don't have any way to verify that in the real world. I don't know enough about art to even know what to look for. But beyond that, it's only as good as their word. And for me, when I'm using my own money, that's that's not enough. I need proof. I need 100% certainty. And OpenSea, the blockchain, the ledger, all of these things combined, that, that allows me to really get that clarity on these NFTs. One of the last things I want to talk about is called CoinGecko. CoinGecko is kind of like yo, the Google. Y'all got to highlight this one. This one yeah, is. Why, why don't you talk about it? You talk yeah, about it. There's a big it. highlight. No, no, no. I, I just want to. I just want to let everybody know, like Coin Gecko. All right. If y'all not, if y'all, if you're in the world of crypto and you don't know about Coin Gecko, like you are about to get scammed. Uh, um, <laughs> go to Coin Gecko. Coin Gecko, uh, for lack of better terminology, is like your Bible, your crypto Bible. You know what I'm saying? It's uh, it, it is a crypto Google, like it's a crypto search. You could search other cryptos in this space on Coinbase, but it's also a database for crypto. So from so use CoinGecko before you do anything, before you send anything to anyone, um, because what's cool about CoinGecko is that there's a verification process. So if there is a crypto on CoinGecko, um, the address that is listed on CoinGecko for that company or that protocol, that what, whoever it is that you're interacting with, like that is a verified address. So you can copy directly from Coinbase to where, to whatever it is that you're using to send your crypto guala. <laughs> but the Coinbase, uh, CoinGecko, I keep on... Have I I they're, they're close. They're close. I, I keep on switching Coinbase and CoinGecko, but CoinGecko, as a reminder, is like Google plus a database of crypto and is going to be your best friend in terms of just making sure to... Uh, uh, um, watch your blind spots. I should yeah, say. Yeah, totally, totally. And 
Muhammad talked about like copying the address. So if we're talking the stocks in the stock market, if I want to buy Apple, I search their ticker. I think it's AAPL, you know, Amazon, AMZN. Stocks have a ticker and you search the ticker in the stock trading application to go and buy that stock. In crypto, instead of a, a ticker, like they have a ticker, but really at the end of the day, it's a it's a code. It's a contract. It's a it's a ID, like a wallet address. And that is what represents the actual ticker. And so like just like Mohammed said on CoinGecko, when you search the coin there, it gives you the 100% fully verified. It is legit if it's on CoinGecko address that you then copy and paste into an exchange like Uniswap. And that's how you know you are buying the right token. CoinGecko gives you pricing data, historical price data. It gives you information on where the liquidity is. So if I want to buy this, what exchange should I be buying it on? Even the pricing difference on the exchange, it's it's the Bible for, again, lack of a better word. Like it has all the information you need. Every single time I go to a new website in crypto, I search them on CoinGecko first and I click on the website from their CoinGecko listing. For me, in my early days, I, you know, I don't think you're, you're truly in crypto until you've gotten scammed at least one time. And the, the one that got me was, yeah, I searched the website. It was called Balancer and like the L was an I kind of thing. I just searched it on my own. Or I, click, I searched on Google and then I clicked on one of them from Google. And it, it was a 100% visual representation of the website, but a completely fake version of the website. And when I went to buy this crypto, I literally just sent some random wallet ETH. And that was that. So that was the one time I got scammed. I lost probably $1,200. And there's a lot of money for me, even at the time. And, and now, like, it, it really hurt. But it a made- moment of silence, you know, a moment of silence for Alex's, uh, uh, all, to, to all of Alex's scammed endeavors. But yeah, no, so, but what the reason why I got scammed is because I did not go through CoinGecko. Like I tried to search it on Google and Google can, you, anybody can put a Google ad up. It doesn't have to be verified by their team or anything. So again, on CoinGecko, all of these addresses, all of the coins that are listed on CoinGecko have been 100% verified. It has their official website. So literally now, whenever I do something new in crypto, I go to CoinGecko and I click on the website from there because I'm not taking any risk. And I recommend you don't either. The last thing I would talk about is the communication channels that the crypto world uses. If you ever seen the abbreviation CT, it's crypto Twitter. Twitter is where it all goes down. It goes down in the tweets. It does not go down in the DMs. It goes down in the tweets. <laughs> it go down in the tweet. So crypto or Twitter is for better or worse. Personally, I am not a huge fan of Twitter. I never used Twitter really before crypto and I barely <laughs> use Twitter now. I could be better about it. But it is the knowledge hub of everything in crypto. All the smartest minds in crypto are all on Twitter and probably not anywhere else. They're definitely not on Instagram. Maybe they're on Reddit, but it's it's Twitter. It's Twitter first. And it's kind of hard to seek out who the people are to follow. So I recommend going to really popular apps or sorry, really popular accounts, seeing who they follow. So for example, for me, I get a lot of my crypto knowledge from Bankless. I think they have an amazing podcast and platform for education in crypto. And I go look at who they're following or who they're retweeting. And that's who I want to check out. And you kind of have to put yourself out there. You have to be active on Twitter. It's not like Instagram where a lot of us in vintage are very familiar with Instagram. And it's a, on Instagram, it's a visual representation. There's like a discover feature. So it's, it's easy to find new content. On Twitter, it's like almost the inverse. It's word heavy. There's not a lot of pictures. You kind of have to learn who to follow. But once you find it, man, it is deep. 
and you'll find somebody, they'll post a 25 thread tweet because <laughs> it's only 160 characters. So that's, that's where you get news. Like it's not a medium article. It's not Googling it. It's like search on Twitter, use Twitter as a search engine almost. And that's where all the communication happens. That's where all the alpha goes down is in the Twitter. That is the news platform for crypto Twitter or for the crypto world more or less. And then when it comes to actually doing stuff involving crypto, like, okay, cool. I want to be a part of this organization or vintage DAO, for example, you know, how do I get involved in vintage DAO? That is all in discord. And this might be your first time hearing about discord. Maybe you've heard of Slack before or use your Slack at work. Slack is kind of like a communication platform for people, you know, and I would say discord is the communication platform for strangers you met on the internet, more or less. So when your mom told you, don't talk to strangers, don't talk to strangers unless it's in the Discord, because the Discord is where it all goes down. And that is that is the, how the crypto world works. Whether you like it or not, you're going to need to learn Discord and learn how to navigate Discord and the different channels and threads within Discord if you want to stay up to date on information. It can definitely be overwhelming. And it's just one of those things where with time, you get more familiar with it. You kind of learn what channels you need to subscribe to and what to kind of mute more or less. But yeah, all the communication for anything in crypto that involves like an actual protocol or an organization happens in Discord. And Twitter is where you find the news and you find all the alpha about what's coming out next. Also, I heard you say it twice and it was a term I wasn't familiar with. What does alpha mean? That is a good question. Um, alpha, <laughs> alpha is just like the good, good, like the sauce like the sauce yeah, yeah, like, the sauce. Nah, it's the sauce like alpha is you want to be the first to know like alpha is the stuff that i don't want to say gets you ahead but like you know it's who's you think about the dissemination of information it starts from one place and kind of telephones down the chain the people getting the alpha are the people that are hearing it from the the, the source and then they kind of disseminate that information so if you're hearing about it down the line of communication, it's no longer alpha. But if you're the first ones to hear about it, that is alpha. And like an example of alpha is let's say in the discord, I'm talking about what we're going to do next. Like we haven't really talked too publicly on Instagram or on Twitter about the podcast. But if you're in the discord, you know that we're, we're doing a podcast because you've heard us talking about it in there. And if you're trying to think, oh, wow, will the podcast increase the value of the vintage punk NFT and that kind of thing? Like, that is an example of alpha. It's like the first to know information, brand new information, and you want alpha. Like you, you want alpha. But yeah, that's that is that is all of the, the most popular apps. I think uh, we didn't talk too much about the DeFi apps because the DeFi apps are going to have their own episode. Decentralized finance is extremely robust, and in my opinion, the number one use case of crypto and why again why I got into crypto. But yeah, these are the popular apps you need to know if on a personal level, you want to get started in crypto, you want to learn about it, you want to start to use it, accept it, go to Coinbase, buy crypto on Coinbase. After that, you're going to need to make a MetaMask account. MetaMask is where you store the crypto because on Coinbase, you don't actually own the crypto when it's on Coinbase. Coinbase owns your crypto. If Coinbase app went down, and again, this is very important. If the Coinbase app went down, you would have no way to access your money. And that is the difference between like centralization and decentralization. Whereas on MetaMask, there's multiple ways to get back to your money. There's a seed phrase that protects it all. Like you, you're pretty much, you're, you're much better protected on MetaMask in a decentralized manner than on Coinbase. So not your keys, not your wallet. So get the money into your MetaMask account. 
Once the money's in your MetaMask account, for me and Mohammed, we recommend that you get that ENS domain just because it makes it so much easier to do anything in crypto. Like if somebody wants to know where to send it to, if you want to log in somewhere, like just mythriftdeal.eth, secondhandscoops.eth, send all the tips there again. But that's all you need. <laughs> get that ENS domain. And then after that, you want to maybe exchange some of that Ether that you bought for another coin, go exchange it on Uniswap. If you want to kind of get a, a gut check or a, not a reality check, just like a over a overview, I should say, of your portfolio, use tools like Zapper. OpenSea is where you buy, sell, look, learn. <laughs> Everything you want to do with NFTs happens on OpenSea. CoinGecko is like the Google of, of crypto, more or less. That's where you learn. That's how you make sure you do not get scammed. That's how you make sure you're getting the best price everything that you want to learn, what the price volume has been, where the price was a week ago. All that information is on CoinGecko. And then lastly, how do you communicate in, in crypto? You talk on Twitter, you talk in the discords, read their news, go find educated people, highly intelligent people on Twitter, look what they're talking about. And you kind of have to learn the culture of, of crypto Twitter too. They, they talk in a different way. They don't like to use capital letters. <laughs> everything is lowercase if they're really about it, about it. Uh, it's a little weird. I'm still learning all the mannerisms myself about Twitter, but it's been fun. I've definitely used Twitter more in the last six months than I did in the last, however long they've been around, probably six years kind of thing. Mohammed, anything else you want to leave the people with on the popular apps before we close out this episode? Honestly, I think you said everything, man. Uh, and, and as a reminder, I just want to say thank you so much to everyone for listening to the Vintage Dow podcast for the to these educational series. We hope that if any of this benefits uh, y'all in any way, shape, or form, to please share it with your friends, whether they want to learn about crypto or this was just been in the back of their mind or they have no interest at all. If you think anything we say can benefit anyone in any way, shape, or form, tell the people. You know what I mean? Tell the people for real, for real. Um, and yeah, as a reminder, make sure to follow me on Secondhand Scoops on Instagram if you want to stay in communication with me. Uh, Alex is my thrift deal on Instagram if you want to stay in communication with Alex. And of course, more than anything, follow Vintage Dow on Instagram to stay connected with what the Dow got going on. Alex, anything you'd like to add in in closing? Have a beautiful day, everybody. Thank you. Peace. Peace.